I will love it if we beat them. Love it. There's a slice of cheese, Minigo Giazopoulos. I have a dream. Honey, cut. Bartler. Eh, the fella in the green and white short. The guys up in the joy have asked to be put back in their cells. <laughs> <laughs> if you stop waffling, we might get some work done. He has the goo blood. He has the goo blood. Get out! Get out, man, you ain't that... Let me add a little bit of spice to that. Is that your fucking spice? My grandmother had wheels, she would have been a bike. I think I'm a special one. I'm the normal one. I never knew stuck with that good. Welcome to another edition. Of the Only Fans Football Podcast, episode 28, Kieran. Um, gotta be real before we get going. I've seen little to no football this weekend. <laughs> you're laughing there. I don't know if you're I've laughing. I've seen loads of football. <laughs> no, you didn't. Don't lie. <laughs> um, and this today's episode, we are going to be talking about Premier League team of the season. It's very topical because Jamie Carragher and Gary Neville are going to be picking theirs on Monday. But that's going to be the episode, I suppose, the title of this week's episode. Episode 28, team of the season, Kieran, 1-11, to 11, go, now. Now? No, my guess. My guess. Yeah. How are you, Cran? Uh, Very baffled by that start, I, I can tell. Yeah, there's nothing in my brain today, Adam, like there's so many Is there intrinsic ever? thoughts <laughs> and I can't get them out. It's like it's the, just Radiohead creep uh, on repeat. <laughs> I need a translator uh, uh, to get the thoughts out of my head. We're only back from Milan, actually. Just for, for people who listened to last week's podcast, there was the Milan special, um, the Bergamo Milan special, um, a great little trip we had here on. So many characters we met on the way. Dave, the Scotsman, um, Yadim, I think it was the Swedish fellow's name, wasn't it? You remember his name, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Marco, Ulysses, I can't forget Ulysses, of course, to go. Yeah. The problems got bad over here since we returned, Man. actually. I'm in arrears, like, a physical arrears. I'm struggling, like... <laughs> Stop using that word, Adam. <laughs> um, I, like, I have money, Carol. I'm not in a financially bad way. It's just, it's just physically, metaphysically, I'm struggling with the pollen, that's <laughs> all. Metaphysically. Um, yeah, so we came back from Milan. We, did, we had no, like, I suppose, discernible podcast last week because both of us, like, we recorded when we were away. I suppose, overall, what did you think of the trip, Carol? It was a quick one, wasn't it? I'd give, like, honestly, I absolutely love Italy. Yeah. So I'd give it a 10 out of 10. Okay. Easily. Really? Food-wise, people-wise, culture-wise. Company. Weather-wise, pollen-wise, mm. company-wise. Yeah. I, I don't know what else you can add to that, Kieran, really. Well, I can add something else. How did, not you, how, for the fact how did you sleep over the two nights? How did I sleep? Yeah. Oh, like a baby. Who we besides? Besides Gary Vance. <laughs> He wanted to sleep, he wanted to sleep with me. I didn't want to sleep with him. That's that's just how it was. Okay, yeah, that was the uh, like. I mean, he's not here to defend himself, so like, <laughs> it's, it's very harsh to say these things. But yeah, now the San Siro was great. I was I was sat there. The football was so shit, though. Man, the, the football fo- was so bad. Italian football gone down in my estimations over the last few weeks. Well, like I mean, it isn't isn't. It's a weird one because. Milan smashed Napoli, and I suppose actually it's a bit of a decent segue into the Champions League. That's just happened. We are sat here on Wednesday, 
the 17th of May, um, second leg of the Milan derby happened last night. Milan lost 1-0 to Inter. And they were so bad over the two games. And I think when we were there at the Lazio game, we were kind of going, if they play like this, they'll be beaten. And if they play like this and get through, they'll be spanked in the final. So I suppose they're lucky they didn't get to the final in a way. But um, yeah, they were really poor over the two legs, weren't they? I thought I thought the, the game of football over two legs was absolutely horrific. In terms of aesthetic-wise and how it was to watch, yeah, is a, a was a lot of a downgrade to what we're used to. Mm. In terms of what you see in the Premier League every week with the intensity is displayed at. Yeah. Um, like, I wouldn't watch much Syria in general. Like, I'd stick it on the odd time on a Sunday night when there's nothing else Sunday on. night calcio. Yeah, but like... If it's if it's like that every week, it wouldn't really attract me to what want to watch Syria. Inter have won the four games. They've scored seven and conceded zero. So they just know how to stop AC from getting into games. Um, I was actually working the first leg in Triarena. Post Posty Malone was on. Shout out to him. Yeah, shout out to Post Malone. Um, and there was a fella there with an Inter Milan jersey. Oh just wearing it on the night of the Milan derby. Post right. Malone. And I was like, "Do you mind checking the score for me on the match?" Because he wasn't even watching the match, he wasn't mm. even a fan. And uh, he said it was 2-0 Inter Milan. And he said that Inter had won the last three Milan derbies or something. Mm. And I was sort of shocked, but I didn't know that stat yeah. beforehand. And you're after saying it again there. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, so. it's just like, I think AC in general. So I remember reading about them last season because they won the league last year, I'm pretty sure. With like Sergio up front, Leao. And it was a big deal because I think it was the first one they'd won in a while. Obviously, Juventus and, and Inter before them had won the league. Like, they signed the Catalera, they signed the Rigi, they signed... To be honest with you, that, that was kind of the brunt of it, you know. They did, Tamori came up, like, permanent bases and stuff. But they didn't really invest enough in the team. Like, you look at Inter's team and... Like, don't get me wrong, I don't think Inter are, are great by any stretch of imagination. But, like, coming off the bench for Inter last night was Romelu Lukaku, who... Mm-hmm. Once upon a time, was going to Chelsea for a hundred plus million. He's still a very good player, Lukaku. Do you know that kind of way? Shaq up front, Martinez up front. Um, they've they've real options. You know what I mean? And I just think AC were very lightweight overall. Over the two legs, they're very lightweight. They ran out of ideas before a ball was even kicked by looks of, like <clears throat> in football in general. You have patterns of play. You have you know kind of different set pieces, etc. It looked like last night. I think last night more than force like they had no clue what to do. They just didn't know what to do. They didn't. It was as if they'd never played with each other at times. It was very scrappy. It was very scrappy. Inter get the one 0 win in the end. It was a good call by Martinez. Great celebration after. So I just think it was very poor. It didn't live up to the expectations that I had. I don't think. No. Um, and would you go fancy uh, Inter to go all the way now, or would you say that's it for them? I. If it's Man City, look at if it's Real Madrid as well. To be fair, they're evidently better than Inter. The two of them are much better than Inter. But Champions League final is different. You know what I mean? Champions League final is the pinnacle of the game. It's two teams who are in that very moment are the best two teams in Europe. Like you've seen Champions League finals, City against Chelsea is a good one. Is a good outlier a couple of years ago. Yeah, everyone had City winning that. No problem. City were going to win that, um, and they didn't. Chelsea won. You go back to, we're talking about AC Milan, 2005, they're training up at half-time. Best team in Europe, Liverpool come back to draw three all winning penalties. Like, it's a different ball game altogether. So you can't completely rule Inter and go, they're not going to win, they're not going to do it. 
But if I'm Real Madrid or Man City, I'm licking my lips at the potential of another Champions League title. Yeah. Or, or the fourth Champions League title, do you know? I'm just raging Napoli didn't get there. Because I think if Napoli got through AC, I think Napoli are playing in the European final. Yeah, I think Napoli, similar to Arsenal, bottled the double, in a sense. Cause <sighs> I think they should have beat AC Milan. Yeah. They should have They should have got through AC Milan. They ran out of steam. But, but they were beaten 4-0 by AC Milan in the league as well. Yeah. I think, I, I'm, I just have a feeling that they, yeah, that's very true. The same thing happened with... Uh, Chelsea beating City a few years ago. Yeah, and they, beat they just won. had that number. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah it happens. And the same thing happened with Inter beating AC Milan. AC again, and yeah, having yeah. teams number is important. Mm. But yeah, that's the final anyway, out of the way. Real Madrid, Man City. Any quick predictions for the people listening to this tomorrow morning? I mean, morning, they, yeah, I was about to say, if you're listening <laughs> to this tomorrow morning, I'm going to say Real Madrid are going to win 3-2 tonight and they're going to be playing Inter in a European Cup final. That'll be interesting. I'm going to go for City. Uh, to get through tonight at home I just fancied them a bit yeah. more that was a good little European Cup chat Carol. I appreciate that European Cup um, love that for all for all the vintage out there we'll look real quick at the League of Ireland the weekend because there was a lot on there was games on Friday evening Saturday evening and then Monday evening as well we start off out in UCD with Shamrock Rovers with 3-0 actually a really funny story about this so Trevor Clark on the score sheet for Rovers to make a 1-0 Aaron Green then got on the score sheet in the 53rd minute and it was a known goal from Adam Wells that gave Rovers a 3-0 win. The second goal goes in at the UCD ball, Kieran. Um, Aaron Green scores it. And God bless the commentators of League Warren TV in the UCD ball. Um, <laughs> I think it was the lead commentator who said, yes, and it's out for a goal kick. He thought he didn't think the ball went into the back of the net. And the Rovers players are there like, they're not over overtly celebrating, but they are like hugging each other and stuff. <laughs> and the co-commentator literally goes... I think it's a goal, <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was so um, it was it was, you know what, it was beautiful. It was artistic um, in a sense, and uh, yeah, Rovers great win for them. Patch three, dropped a nil. Um, it was Jason McClelland, and then give Forrester on the score sheet twice in two minutes in the ninety and ninety second minute. Four pats to give them the win. Drada, who've had a very good season so far. Um, find themselves in eight, still five points clear of Cork and ninth. Pats are starting to pour a bit. Um, if they can keep going, I don't know. They play shells on Friday, the big game on Virgin Media Sports. Um, Adam getting outsourced. I am getting outsourced. It's, it's been a it's been a wild ride. Um, Dundalk two, Cork one. Um, the late late show for Dundalk. It was Cameron Elliott and Pat Holman on the score sheet. In the 94th and 97th minute, sandwiched in between was a Keen Coleman uh, red card in the 95th minute, which followed a Josh Honohan red card in the 86th minute for Cork. I'm laughing because I find this funny. Um, Cork took the lead through to Nail Abbey. Um, Dundalk win in the end. It was a much maligned victory because I don't think Coleman should have been sent off. He gets sent off and everyone was going, why the fuck's that a red card? Because it, it wasn't a red card. He gets sent off, and to be honest with you, if he doesn't get sent off, Cork probably don't lose the game. Two one Dundalk, Bowes nil, Derry City one. Uh, Grant Horton gets sent off in the fifteenth minute, which is followed up two minutes later with a Ryan Graydon goal in the seventeenth minute. Um, a spirited performance from Bowes, I believe. They they played a good game. Just look at sending off probably kills them early on. Derry a scrappy one nil win again. Derry along with Shells have only conceded ten goals this season, so. They're not conceding goals. They're not scoring a lot. 
they're missing a few players, so you'd, you'd imagine when they come back, they'll be firing. But it's painting a mirror image of last season now with the, yeah. the table, the way the table's gone. Mm. And then the big game, Saturday evening, Kieran, the Jack Moylan show up in Sligo. Um, Shells 3, Sligo nil. I was actually doing this, the, the game on Saturday for Shells and DLR in the Women's Power Division, my first game back in a while. Waves. Yeah, wave after wave. <laughs> um, great to be back with Sean again, as usual. Good win for Shells. Um, and that was followed by Shells winning 3-0 up in Sligo. As I said, Jack Moylan with three goals, a hat-trick for him. Gets the first goal early on, it was a bit of a scrappy goal, but he finds himself in the right position just to tap it home. Second goal again, the keeper comes out. And again, I have, I, I'm have i probably being harsh in League of Ireland commentaries because I'm probably proud to myself, just un, un kind of consciously. Um, the first goal was offside, the second goal was a free kick and then the third goal wasn't a penalty. This is all according to the Sligo commentators. It's very funny when you're listening to it at the moment, but um, the second goal comes in and the Sligo keeper tries to grab it and he just like completely misjudges it. Moylan just, just taps it in and then the third goal was a penalty, which was a penalty. But Shell's doing really well at the minute, man. Like really, really like far exceeding, I think, a lot of expectations, I think, for me. And anyways, it would have been stay above relegation and then see what you can do then try and linger in the mid-table but the way Shells are playing now if they win against Pats on Friday which you would probably fancy them to an extent I'm not going to say you definitely would fancy them Pats still without a manager you're looking at Shells being back and forth potentially and then Bowes the following week and if they beat Bowes and uh, like it's a lot of ifs and buts but Bowes were to lose two games and Shells win their two games then Shells go ahead of Bowes and that's that's crazy for a Bowes team who are like I think 15 points clear at one point so the season is mad it's still early days teams are still taking points off each other but Duffer side has been has been putting in some shit so far Sligo missing their star man Max Mata in this Max game Mata. by the way I think if if he was there it would be 3-all maybe 4-3 to Sligo <laughs> um. well they have to get the ball to the forwards for him to score for free um that was the League of Ireland update. I think Pats lost on Monday as well, 3-2 to Shamrock Rovers, and then Derry won 3-0 comprehensively over Dundalk up in Derry. We're going to move on now, Kieran, to the Premier League, as we said. Well, Premier League. The Premier League. You've been watching Ted Lasso, Kieran, clearly. I didn't see a lot of football the weekend. I saw Everton, Man City, and Brighton Arsenal. That's they're the games I saw, along with Liverpool Leicester. Um, there's a few relevant games here like Brentford won 2-0 against West Ham in Buemo and Wissa scored without Ivan Tony, which is I suppose that'd be the talking point there Forrest drew 2 all with Chelsea which is I mean in other seasons you would went that's a massive result for Forrest but this season not so much no. Palace won 2-0 against Bournemouth as a I mean if that fella's not playing a top 6 club, six club next season I don't know when he will United 2 Wolves nil. Martial, Garnacho, I felt like half of Ireland was at that game as well. Everyone on Instagram was in. I was at Old Trafford on Villa 2, Spurs 1, Jake Ramsey, Louise, Harry Kane with another penalty. So there was a lot of games that kind of, I'm not going to say meant nothing, but there were some insignificant games, let's put it that way. There wasn't as much jeopardy on them. Um, but I suppose the big talking point of the weekend was Fulham 2, Southampton 0, uh, Vinicius and Alexander Mitrich on his return get the goals to send Southampton down um, it's quite funny to be honest it is no way I was, I was kind of speaking a sombre tone because they are relegated I suppose good result for Fulham again but Southampton are gone Kieran um, <laughs> I'm raging Hassan Hill is not at the helm 
to see this. <laughs> to be honest with you, if they counted, they would have stayed up. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> they were showing us that on Match of the Day uh, the other day, and it was like, Hasenhutl has the most points per game in his 10 games or so he managed the season. So, based on that stat, you could say they would have got close to the number to stay up. But I just thought it was hilarious how Mitro, after being out for eight games, comes on and just scores so easily. Mm. Like, literally across into the box, and he's open by about 10 yards. There's no one marking him. That, that defines just, Southampton this season, though. Really, realistically speaking, that, that's what defines him. Defensively so poor. I think we both had Southampton to go down and start the season. So we I'm, did, I'm quite yeah. happy with that. Um... I think it was a long time coming though because they just yeah no they, I agree I they agree. always had the scare like I, I think a few seasons ago they were 20th on the table or something and went back up to 11th or whatever yeah under Hasn Hill and they were losing 9-0 every so often yeah like, less so yeah that was mad you can't just keep that was COVID that. bomb and none of that counts jeez um, um, and I think it's a long way from where they were with the likes of you know Lalana and Mane coming through Ricky Lambert yeah mm. so I, I just think it's been a long time coming Graziano Pele, Wanyama, uh, is what a team. In pyjamas. Um, no, look, I agree with you. I think they've relied on James Ward-Prowse, who's probably the, I suppose, the only consistency about this Southampton team. I think he's a bit of a free-kick merchant. I think his distribution is, is okay. I, don't, yeah. I think there's better players who can pass ball better. Well, I don't think he works hard enough. And I think we had this discussion before about Ward-Prowse. Would you take him? And I suppose you would. Like, a cup price, Absolutely. I just don't think he'd walk enough for a top team. That, that'd be my problem. I think the problem with him is he's older and he's still yet to have a top team experience. As well. yeah, but th- this is it. So it, it's How could you go on ahead and trust him in a top team if he hasn't had that experience ever? Well, it's, it's very interesting because I'm a firm believer of if you're good enough, you'll be picked up by a top team. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm looking at Eze at Palace now and I'm going, right, you're putting 8 out of 10 performances every week. You're probably playing with a team that's probably a bit of a, a drop in standard compared to your standard. I think Eze will be on somewhere to a big team. I think he gets into most big teams in the Premier League. I don't think Ward Prowse does. And I think if he if there was ever a point when he did, he'd have made the move. Because Southampton, as you said, have been in this perpetual danger for three or four seasons now where they've gone, oh, they might go down. And look, at they've gone now. So it's hardly surprising. By a margin as well. By a margin as well. We move on now, Kieran. Another battle in the race for top four and race to avoid relegation. Leeds 2, Newcastle 2. Why are you laughing at <laughs> Just the way you said it. <laughs> race for top four and race to avoid relegation. Um, Luke Ayling on the score sheet early on for Leeds that gave them that bit of hope. Who the fuck? Who the fuck is Luke Ayling? <laughs> um, Callum Wilson then scores... Two penalties carry on in the sixty or in the thirty fourth minute and the sixty ninth minute. Um <laughs> Shagger. And um, yeah, two pedos. And it was that was sandwiched in between Patrick Bamford missing <laughs> missing the penalty. Um Patrick Bamford man I so poor. I don't know how he's got this far. No, I, I really don't. I really don't. Even even in his fourth season with Leeds, so the season Leeds came up on the Bielsa. Covid ball, Bielsa ball, man. Leeds were scoring for fun, and I think I think he might have gotten like twenty goals that season. I'm pretty sure it might have been twenty goals, but man, he missed about like thirty series. Like he's one of them players that if he gets six chances a game, he'll score one, miss five. 
And I think when you're in a relegation battle, he's the last player in it. He's, his first touch isn't great either. No. no his finishing is very poor. His hold-up play is quite good, but you need more than that. And I tell you what, Furpo in this game, I was watching oh this game. Oh my God. He was absolutely horrendous. Dog. Like, terribly bad. He's Lewis Connellick. Mm. Again, another player in a relegation battle that you don't want is him. Furpo. Furpo. Like, like I mean... McKenney too, I think. Yeah, he, I don't think he has mentality for No. And I think... The Serie A suits a player like him. He can kind of prance around for a bit, spray the ball 20 yards, look good, but do bit, very little in general. An attitude problem. I yeah, I believe so, yeah. And Tyler Adams has been quiet as well. Well, he's been injured, I think, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, they've missed it. I actually do think they missed Tyler, Tyler Adams. Tyler good. But yeah, Newcastle, Curran, a draw for them in the race for top four. Um, I'm not going to say I'd be worried if I was a Newcastle fan, but they play Brighton tomorrow night and... I'd- like if Brighton win there, which again you wouldn't be surprised they did, that leaves Newcastle with just a point ahead of Liverpool with two games left. Their two games left being Leicester at home and then Chelsea away. You'd probably expect them to win those two games, things for it to say. And then Man United um away to Bournemouth and then home to Chelsea and home to Fulham. Where how do you see this top four race going? Do you who do who do you think's gonna get there? Yeah, I I don't know, Adam. I think it's whoever is mentally vulnerable for me because those three sides that United are playing aren't great. Maybe Fulham could be a difficult game. Bournemouth have sort of fallen out of form again the last few games. Mm. So I think it's whoever falters mentally. I, I Looking at it on paper, you would go, well, Newcastle and, and Man United are going to get it because the, the three games left that they both have aren't necessarily teams of quality. Now, Brighton, don't get me wrong, could come out tomorrow and spank Newcastle, which I firmly believe will happen. So that, that that puts Newcastle a point ahead with two games left, along with Liverpool. I've said it for a long time now on the podcast, I've Liverpool put a run together. And I think I said it two or three weeks ago, if Liverpool win the rest of their games, they'll get top four. So I, I still believe, that, I still do think, if Liverpool win against Aston Villa and Southampton on the last day, I think United are going to slip up somewhere and Newcastle the same. I, 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 just, I think Newcastle are... I think United, Man United in particular, actually, sorry, look vulnerable at the minute. They look like they're on their last legs. They look like they've lost a couple of players with injury and stuff. Newcastle, I think, is different altogether because I think they're on the preface of something really bigger. You know, it, there's a big difference between Champions League and Europa League football with the players they can attract. We know they have the money. So, who do you have getting it then? Uh, Liverpool, Man United. Right. Liverpool finishing towards no United. Brighton, Brighton, United no United shots for Brighton. Uh, I don't no. think Brighton have a chance, man. Okay, um, <laughs> I, I suppose that brings us on nicely to Liverpool three, Leicester nil. Chorus Jones and Scorchy twice. Um, Trent Alexander Arnold loves a goal at Leicester, so he, he didn't leave this time without one. Free kick again from Great him. Goal. Cracking goal, wasn't it? Mm. The, all the goals were quite good. I remember that goal. Which one on on Scored, scored against Chelsea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes all I think about is you. Um, it was a cracking free kick, wasn't it? Liverpool were really poor in this game as well, Carol. Really, you thought? I thought. I thought in this run, it's as good as Liverpool have looked. Like there was a win at home to Brentford. I think it was one 0 which was a dreadful game. I thought here Liverpool looked really assured. They looked like they knew what the, each one was doing. So they looked good. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said they looked poor. No, pouring. Pouring. Like, pouring. Purr. Right. That's yeah. very different. Um. <laughs> Of course, Jones has scored twice. 
I think the only person who likes Curtis Jones that I know well is your brother Rory. Really? Yeah, Rory used to love Curtis Jones. John Cole. <laughs> Maybe not love him now. No, I wouldn't say he loves him now. Um, but I think Curtis Jones is a weird one. He's really come into form out of nowhere. Um, I do think he's always had this kind of technical ability. I just don't think he's had he's ever shown it enough. I think I think he's always been had the potential, and I think it's easier coming into a team that are doing well, that are in a good moment. Yeah. As every manager uses that yeah, 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 yeah. terminology now, yeah, a yeah, good yeah. moment. What does that even mean? Well, good I, moment. I think it means that's like a good second. Uh, it's like saying, "Oh, we're in a good second. What does that mean? Yeah, I, th- I think you're really being picky now, but whoever. But yeah, you, you know, no, I, I get what you mean. Yeah, 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 no. Like uh, even it, Graham it, Potter's using it. It's, like. it's definitely um, it's one of the mannerisms. Like, oh, it's that it's a game of two halves. Shout like that. Like, it's it's one of them things that yeah, managers are creeping saying. into it. I think, um, uh, yeah, creeping into our place, stuff like that. You know, going back to what I was saying, I think it's easier for Curtis Jones to come in now. Liverpool are in a seven game win streak than it would have been if he was if he was coming in like Bichetic or something like that was coming in back in the day when they were on a bit of a losing run mm. or a drawn run so in fairness I think the upsurge in form came when he came into the team him and Diaz coming back I think as, as, right. as giving Liverpool a bit of a new lease of life yeah so I think I, I don't think you're giving him enough credit there to be honest with you yeah well I'll give him more credit and I'll say oh it was all down to him <laughs> what do you want me to say Adam um, um, we'll finish Kieran with the Premier League roundup by looking at the title race or I suppose lack thereof um, <laughs> Everton nil, Manchester City 3 no surprises there I suppose Ilkay Gundogan on the score sheet twice and then of course it wouldn't be a game a Manchester City game without Erling Haaland scoring what a, he, ma- he made it 2-0 at the time um, City winning 3-0 overall Jordan Pickford by the way absolute terrible game but he was really really bad um, there were screenshots of him of his, I mean it's it's probably very harsh but just getting nowhere to the ball for the goals and stuff what's with Liverpool fans and their obsession with Pickford Can I it's because he couldn't touch the crossbar when we beat them 1-0 and Origi really scored right. man with normal size arms catches that ball and, and everything get a point at Anfield yeah. that's, that's the obsession you just, see, you just seem overly harsh on him at times I, like, do you not remember his, his performance at Anfield this season like for the second Liverpool goal I think Salah scored it and he's just like a million yards off his line, nowhere near the ball. He's just a poor goal. He's England's number one, and he's just an incredibly poor goalkeeper. He can be good at times, though. No, anyone can be good at times, though. You need someone who's consistent. Right. Like a good goalkeeper, I don't think Everton are in a bad position as they are, essentially. Um, good distribution, don't get me wrong. Yeah, like I do agree with you, he has got his moments, but I think overall he's, he's mediocre. Yeah, he was good against Leeds the other day. Or, sorry, uh, not Leeds, um, Brighton. He was very good. Yeah, well, I mean, that was a bit of an outlier, wasn't it? 5 1. To uh, Brighton that day, or to everything that day, over Brighton in the Amex, which is fucking frightening. Uh, it looks like City has his clinch up now, Cairns, doesn't it? It does, Adam. I think they're, they're a steam engine you just can't stop at the moment. Mm. They're steaming over all their opposition. Mm. Um, and every single time I look at a City game now and I see they're playing someone. Like, it's been like this for a few years now. Mm. I'm just like, they're going to win easy. I don't want to watch I, I hate that. Yeah, I, I don't like how it's I no, fucking hate it. There's no real competition for them. Like, um, for years, for years it was when Liverpool were going for the title. Like, Liverpool last season, for example. And even the year they won it. And the year before Liverpool won the league. Like, Liverpool were the competition. You know, Arsenal put up a good fight. But I think most people thought Arsenal were going to fall off at, at one point. And the the team to pick it up was going to be C, and I think that's I think it's it's born now. 
Yeah, I, I, it's not what it used to be anyway. Mm. Like the the likes of the title races in years gone by, even the twenty twelve title race was epic with United yeah. going down to the last day. Yeah. We haven't seen a title race really with any drama since the one Liverpool and City were involved in a few years ago. Uh, yeah. Going down to the last day, and even that that didn't have much. And it went down to the last day last season as well for Liverpool and City, but you still just knew City were going to win it. Yeah, you just know. Do you know, there's no twist in the tail yeah. at all. And is like, this, I'm fair now. Hold on, now is this no, no, a no, problem? No, hold on, we're saying here, right, that there was no drama last season. Bear in mind, Man City were 2 0 down at home to Aston Villa last season and they came back to win 3 2 to win the league. <laughs> yeah. So that, that, that's fucking full of drama. We're being so harsh here. I, I understand, but like there there has been occasions where multiple teams were involved in the title race at, at many stages throughout the years and that hasn't happened for years. Like it's always just been Liverpool City, Liverpool City for the last few years. Mm. And it's it's it, it's a title race as well in the sense that it's a Liverpool team essentially overachieving and then Man City who just have all the, the monies and stuff like resources, they, yeah. They can just keep going, you know. So yeah, no, I agree with you. I do. So, so uh, this Arsenal one was refreshing, but it's over now. Mm. So take a bow. 3-0 at Brighton. Mm. At home to Brighton. And Cisco and Cisco is that his name? Encisco. Encisco. Like is it Encisco though? Encisco. 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 Undal and Estupinian with the goals on the day for Brighton. The fourth goal, man, is embarrassing from an Arsenal point of view. Kiwar, the defender for, for Arsenal. I think someone stood on his foot and instead of like going for the ball he just nailed on the ground. It looked like he was tying his, his, his boot like Brighton and CO puts it in for Brighton. And then the second goal again. Poor play, I think it's Trossard gets picked off. Undav is there to chip it over Ramsdale. The scenes in the away end were immense. The stadium was nearly empty by the end of it. Estupinian puts it away to make it 3-0. Brighton run away, run away celebrating. That's it. That's the title race done over, Kieran, essentially. I don't see City dropping points. I don't see Arsenal making them up either. I think from an Arsenal point of view, they ran out of steam. They ran out of legs. I think they got too emotionally invested as right. well. I think the game at Anfield is a, is a real outlier in the sense that 2-0 up, weren't they? And Shaka gets emotional, starts scrapping with Trent, gets Anfield on the back. Like They showed negligence at times in the sense that You'd, you'd know it was a team that were overly invested and very emotional. And I think... Lack of experience. Lack of experience. So uh, Hampton game, for example. So Hampton game is a great example. Like, mm. they were 2-0 down 15 minutes there. Like, that That was madness. You know what I mean? A, a team talk in centre circle, 16 minutes into a game. Like, I think they ran out of players. I think the legs were gone. I'd love to say I feel sorry for them, but I've been in the position that they're in with Liverpool and I don't feel sorry for them. Yeah. But it's a big bottle job. They've bottled it, essentially. And will this be remembered as a bottle job or will it be remembered as a good season? Considering I they finished second. I, I, I think football is a really funny game in the sense that unless it's blatantly bad, we try and spin it in a positive way. So we're at the minute now, for Liverpool for large parts of the season, it was hard to spin it in a positive way. Yeah, Chelsea, there's no way you can spin this positive way this season mm. with Chelsea. Arsenal fans are going to say... Apart from the signing of Enzo for this. Arsenal fans will say... Um, oh, look, if you offered a second and started season, you'd have taken it. Show like that. Yeah. Yeah, you would, Kieran. 
But not when you're top of the table for, was it, 34 weeks out of 35. Not when you're top of the table for that long. Also, I'd stress this point. You know, like, um, they've bottled it, like. I'd stress this point. They've had their chance to win the league. They were nine points ahead, yeah. about to go 11 at Liverpool. Mm. Um, That would have been it. That would have been it. You have teams, the likes of Chelsea, who have been shit this season. That will be back next season with Poch. The likes of Spurs who have been shit this season. Got an interim and all. I, I reckon they'll get a good manager in in the summer. To come Te- in. Teams are going to pick up Stay next season. Ship. Brighton only getting better and better. Mm. Uh, City, will they give them as much wiggle room this season no. as last season? United, second season under Ten Hag. Liverpool had a bad season as well. I know they're picking mm. it up now. Had a bad season in general. Mm. I, I don't see them ever having it. As good an opportunity mm. as they did this no, season. No, I agree. So, is it a good season? I don't think it's a good season. I, I think overall it's, they'll look back on it and say, "What could have been?" And football is a very fast-moving game. Like you're only as good as your last performance, etc. Like it moves on quick. Um, in the summer, like suppose Liverpool get Champions League, you know, I get Champions League, Arsenal and City. That's the four for Champions League. If you're a player of, I don't know, let's say Ajax, for example. Let's say Jorian Timber. If he's at Ajax now and he has an offer from United, Arsenal and Liverpool, I think he picks Liverpool or United before Arsenal. Yeah. I think he'll quicker work with Klopp or Ten Hag than Arteta. Now, look, don't get me wrong. What Arteta's built here is fucking really good. Like, he's, like it has been a good season to an extent. Hmm. Like, what he's built, you know, what he's done. It's just a case of what could have been. Like this could be detrimental for Arsenal for years to come. Like that'd be that'd be my main worry if I was an Arsenal fan. Like where where do you go from here? All the other teams, like you said, are, they're gonna get better. Yes. Do you know? And the thing about it is, building a winning mentality is important. Mm. And they haven't done this this season. So will it creep into them next time they're in a title race? If they get into them, will mm. it creep in? Oh, we couldn't finish off the last one. So I, I, I what's just, gonna happen then? I think they need rid of players the likes of Jacko and stuff. I, I think he's a head case. He's not a player you, you have in your team going for a title. No. Thomas Partey was falling off cliff from a certain point in the season. Sinchenko, far too emotionally invested. Saka, fabulous player, unbelievable player. But away at West Ham, they're two 0 up, has a penalty to make a fucking three 0 misses. There's points of the season, moments in time, that the league was there, and they've let it. They've let it go. You know, yeah, I was gonna say that's <laughs> it. Um, they've let it fall out of their grasp. Essentially, I just, I just think for years to come, this will be detrimental for Arsenal. I, I don't, th- I don't see how they can kind of march on from here. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's the title race, Curran. That's the top four, the relegation battle. We've talked it all through. Um, your god of the week this week, Curran. God of the week. I'm gonna go for Roberto De Zerbi. Wow, I was literally about to say that for saying we are going to see the real Brighton after their five-one loss mm. at Everton. And God damn it, they seen the real Brighton. I don't know what you heard about me. <laughs> um, and the celebration as well, by the way, the knee slide on the Emirates, Session. unreal. Yeah. Um, I think he'll be going to Seriado this summer. Roberto deserves it. It's sad, wouldn't it? It just yeah. come in. It could stick. Yeah. Um, we'll see. Call the week, Kieran. 
Goal of the week, I'm going to give it to Douglas Louise. Free kick. Mm. Beautiful top ins against Tottenham. I'm going to go with Trent Alexander Arnold for his free kick against Leicester away. Wow. Cracker. Two free kicks. This fellow Ronaldo is a cod. And our cod of the week this week is. Um, Keywear of Arsenal, Kieran. Um, Keywear? Keywear, it says this yeah, thing. Um, Kiwi. Yeah, well, I don't think he is. Um, we talked about moments in time, moments that are crucial for a league season. The most crucial part of this game was the first goal. And the ball comes in, and Keywear is just kneeling on the ground, and Seiko has an easy finish, make it 1 0 to Arsenal, or 1 0 to Brighton, excuse me. I think that was the moment Arsenal lost the league. Cool. Carol, we're going to move on now to our Premier League team of the season. Uh, um, oh no. Oh no. Yeah. You're not looking forward to it. I'm not looking forward to getting slated. That's um, for you, isn't it? The last time, when we did a team and a half season on TikTok, and there was just United fans in the comments being like, Where's Alejandro Martinez? <laughs> He's not in this either, for anyone who's uh, wondering. This uh, is a little snippet here on of the podcast this week, episode 28, Team of the Season, which is live on Spotify. So do, do check that out, Kieran. Um But yeah, we move on, Kieran, I suppose, to our goalkeeping position. Um, when we say these goalkeepers and these players, they're going to pop up in between us. So it's going to be like a genie in the bottle, Kieran. Um My goalkeeper of the season um, is Liverpool number one, Alisson. Alisson, uh, we both agreed on that actually. Mm. Alisson. Strangely enough, we don't agree on many things. I think he's, I think he's been excellent. Man. Yeah, he has. Um, he in has. terms of like, there was a few times this season where Liverpool were really struggling, mm. and not many players were performing. But Alisson was. Alisson left mm. everything on the pitch every time. Mm. You know, they've had they've had a few dodgy performances, and you always see Alisson pop up with the odd save or two to keep them in the game. So, mm. I think it's only fair. I think it's only fair. I think if you if you watched. Um, every team this season like Pope has been good um, he hasn't seen many goals I believe De Gea has the most clean sheets or something yeah he has yeah. So, I think he has the golden glove now as well I think that's mm. that, that's a fair shout as well but I think he's made the odd mistake and I just don't think Alisson has done that so mm. that's my reason for putting him in I think the thing with Alisson is he's been the the standard bearer for I think goalkeeping the past few years as well himself and Edison have been the ones driving that but I think this season like you look at how poor Liverpool have been, I think without Allison they're in a much worse state. And yeah, I think as far as picking a goalkeeper for the Premier League team season, I think it's fairly straightforward. I think Allison for me has been the best goalkeeper in the Premier League this season, Carol. Yeah. Mm. Uh we'll go back four, Adam. Do you want to name now? The whole back four? Yeah, the whole back four. So this is actually this is actually one of the tougher positions as right back for me, because there's been a few good right backs. Um, and players like I think John Stones played right back a lot this season while also playing midfield so I've gone with a back four of Kieran Trippier um, John Stones William Saliba and Alexander Saliba <laughs> yeah Saliba <laughs> and Alexander um, Sinchenko so yeah my back four Trippier um, Stones Saliba and Sinchenko Kieran your top four yeah fair enough back four um, excuse me Jesus Christ back four yeah Adam I've gone Kyle Walker I think he's been excellent and mm. um, William Saliba, um, Batman, Sven Batman. I think he's been good for Newcastle. 
season the least amount of goals. And I've gone for a bit of a surprise here, Estepinian in mm. left back. Mm. I think in the Brighton team that has excelled this season, I think it would be wrong to leave a Brighton player out of it, mm. uh, out of the team of the season. And I always like to keep the team of the season diverse as possible. Mm. So I put Estepinian in because he's had a good year. Yeah, I think Kyle Walker is an interesting choker, and I think we talked about it. We we talked about it and got out about right back in the Premier League, and I think Kyle Walker is a standard bear. In fairness, I think defensively he's best in the league. Yeah. I think he's limited at times going forward. And I do think, like most players, that he's prone to a mistake. But I think as far as being the best right-back in Premier League, I think he is it. But I think this season, Kieran Trippier has been the best right-back in Premier League. I think Newcastle have done so well because he's been in the side. I think since coming in from New- uh, from, from Atletico Madrid to Newcastle, excuse me, I think Trippier has just been immense. And he hasn't looked back. His standards haven't dropped. We have both picked Saliba. I suppose the reason there being is he was the best player, best defender in the Premier League, I think, for large parts of the season. Look what happened to Arsenal when he... When he, he took the... And I, I have the same for Zinchenko, for that reason. Look what happened to them when they both came out of the side. They kind of... Um, standards dropped and Arsenal didn't win the league. So, well, we, we can't, they're not going to win the league. Um, but I just think they missed him so much. And I think the difference in quality between... Saliba and Holding was just too much and yeah that that's why I think Saliba's in there and same with Sinchenko. You've gone for Botman, I've gone for Stones. Um do you want to explain your reason behind that? Botman I think is someone who has been excellent for the reason that when you watch Newcastle play, you don't notice him. I think that's very telling if you don't notice a defender while they're defending. Mm. Like there's not once I've watched Newcastle this season. I was like, "Oh, Botman's made a mistake, or he slipped mm. up there." So I just, seamless. Think, I just think he's been very solid <coughs> mm. um, in what he's done. So I, I, and Newcastle obviously can see the least amount of goals you have to have the uh, defender from Newcastle in here. Mm. I was going to give it to Dan Byrne, but I ended up going for Estepinian. So mm. that's the reason. Yeah, I think a lot of people said Botman in the in the Instagram box, yeah. and I, I, to be honest with you, I don't think you can look much far far past him. I've gone with John Stones because. I think City are going to win the league. I think that's more or less wrapped up. I think he's played a position this season where he's been almost dragged from centre-half to right-back to midfield. I think he's played his best football for Man City this season. I don't think he's been as good as he has been this year. He could have gone with Botman as well for Newcastle. He could have gone with Scherer. I actually think Scherer's had a better season than Botman. Scherer's had a good season, um, yeah. I think Botman is just stands out because he's he's new to the team. But I think he's a big guy. Um, if I was to pick a Newcastle fan, I would have picked Scherer. Sure. Um, but yeah, that's not to be mistaken with the singer. Yeah, <laughs> and he believes in life after love as well. Um, <laughs> so that's why I've gone with Stalin. I just think he's been the, I think he's been the best defender for City this season. I think if if they're going to win the league, I think he has to be in the team. Yeah, that put back forward probably win the league, Adam. Yeah, for um, sure. Midfield, Adam. Uh, How many have you gone for? I've gone for three in midfield. Okay. Um, with Saka just ahead of him. So okay. I don't know, will that be a, a four midfield? For yeah, you? like a diamond. diamond. Yeah. yeah okay. So will I go with a diamond? Mm. Um I've gone for Casemiro holding um in that midfield. I think he's made an uh, immense difference to United. I think if you watch him every time United play, he just breaks up the play so well. World class midfielder. I'm not gonna pick keywords out of my arse because I don't spoof any longer. Mm. You know, you watch him on the pitch, he's a very good, mm. very good defender, has made a massive difference. Mm. Um De Bruyne is my other one. World class all season, 16 assists. Bruno Guimarães mm. as my other midfielder. Again, someone who's made a massive difference to Newcastle. 
And I've gone for Bukayo Saka, who I think without him, Arsenal would be in the mood. I don't like to use that terminology, mm. but they would genuinely be in the mood and probably not finish in top four of the season. I think Saka's pulled them out of trouble multiple times mm. throughout the season. So, yeah, he's had a good year. I think it was at 11 goals, 13 assists or something, or 13 goals, 11 assists, whatever. Mm. Semantics, but um, yeah, very, very good. Yeah, I've gone with midfield trio of um, Casemiro, again, for the reasons that Kieran said. I think he's been... He's just a world-class player. Do you know what I mean? He comes into the team and makes a difference. Um, you notice how, how good he is as well when he's not playing and the drop-off, a bit like Saliba at Arsenal, the likes of Fred or McTominay coming in, you just notice how good um, Casemiro is. And he, for me, for my money, he's been their best player this season. Um, mm-hmm. He's missed a lot. He's missed large parts of the season through suspension. Um, but I, I just think his, his standard's been that good that I, I think you can't look forward to him in the team season. I've gone beside him, Rodri from Man City. I think as good as Casemiro is, I think Rodri's probably the best defensive midfielder in the world. I think that'd be yeah, a fair shout to say. Um, Sergio Busquets, who's leaving Barcelona um, at the end of the season, he reminds me a lot of him. He's very smart, he's very clinical, he's very cynical. He just does his job really well. Um, Will Barca go in well. for Rodri? Maybe, potentially. Uh, I mean, we don't know. So I don't know why we're pretending to know. But, um, <laughs> yeah, Roger for me, has been immense for City. Um, and then I've gone in an attacking role in front of them, Kevin De Bruyne. I think City are going to end this season with a treble. And a lot, a lot, yeah, a lot of it will be down to him. That, that, that's what I'd say. Yeah, it could all go pear-shaped still to mm. come. Um, you've gone for a three midfield, Adam. Mm. Um, obviously, with three up front, I've gone for... Two strikers in Erling Haaland. Mm. Haaland, Haaland, Haaland. Du, 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 du. Uh, 36 goals so far this season. There's still two or three games to go. He's a fucking machine. Yeah. Uh, don't know what, how else to put it. Mm. Excellent for this year. And I've gone for Harry Kane, who's had 26 goals, 27 goals, mm. I believe. So I think that's an excellent season for Kane and a Spurs team that have been awful. Mm. So that's why I've gone for uh, I just think... Him being up there alone, not many players in form beside mm. him. I think it's extremely impressive to have one of his best years mm. in a season where Spurs are struggling so much. Yeah. In contrast to Haaland, who's had a great season in a team that just scores bundles of goals. Mm. I think it's it's class from Ken. Yeah, no, look, I, I, I don't think you can look much further than either of them. I think Haaland is in the team um, regardless. He's in everyone's team this season. You can't pick this team without him. I think... That's the main position. I think that oh. position is the only position. Maybe midfield De Bruyne are the only two in the the, the league that you can you can kind of nail down. I've gone for left wing. I've gone for Bukayo Saka for plenty of reasons. The same as yourself. I think yeah. he's been a cracking player for Arsenal. Eleven goals, thirteen assists all season. Um, he's a really mature player for his age. You know, he's he's had a lot of a lot to deal with since becoming a professional footballer with England and. Obviously Arsenal as well, but he's just a cracking footballer. And then on the right side of my front three is Mohamed Salah. I think he's he's a victim of his own standards at times. I think 19 goals, 10 assists this season in the Premier League, 8 goals, 2 assists in the Champions League. Um, the stats speak for themselves. Liverpool have been really poor this year. I think the only players who have really shown in any capacity is himself and Alisson. And I think if Liverpool finish top four, a lot of it will be down to him. One of the players being branded around was Rashford. You know, I think there was shouts of Ballon d'Or for Rashford at one point. Um, and I don't think Rashford has as many goals or assists as Salah, which I think is, is amazing as well, given how United have been this season. And then 
you could have gone with Martinelli, you, you could have gone with a few other players, but I just think Mohamed Salah is still top three Premier League players, and I don't think you can make this team without him, unfortunately. I think my biggest problem with um, Salah and players like Rashford, I think they blow a bit hot and cold at times. Um, mm. This season, Rashford definitely has the last 10 games, Salah more so the start of the season, so that's why I wouldn't include uh, people like that personally. Mm. Um, even Martinelli, I think he had a very good start and then just didn't really continue on that on that line mm. of progress. What I will say though is for, for them is every single player you've mentioned there is, is double figures and both goals and assists mm. and I think you mentioned there about Harry Kane and you know being up there in his own at times that's very true and I think I think it's different with Rashford at United when, when United were bad he was bad you know what I mean I think Spurs are bad Kane's good I think when Liverpool are bad Salah's good I think there's a difference in standards sometimes and like the stats speak for themselves, he's he's touching forty goals and assists this season, and um, yeah, I, I don't think you can pick this team team without Mohamed Salah. Interesting. Um, honorable mentions for um, I've gone Ivan Tony, Matoma, McAllister, Dan Byrne, Ruben Diaz, uh, Salah, obviously as you mentioned, um, and I've gone Michael Olise, who I thought has been good. You said Eze is better, but mm. oh uh, yeah, I think Eze is. Palace is the best player by a long, mm. a long way. At least he's very good as well. He has he has very talented footballer. No doubt about that. We'll pick a manager of the season, Kieran. Manager of the season. I'm going to give it to the Zerbi. Yeah. I think what he did with with Brighton is extremely impressive mm. uh, because at the start of the season, Chelsea stupidly bought out uh, Graham Potter's contract and took all of Brighton staff, mm. and the Zerbi came right in and just completely changed the culture. Not changed, but evolved the culture to a mm. certain extent. Evolved the style of play. Made them score more goals, developed the likes of Evan Furs and Matoma. Fucking, I think he's being quality. Sorry, sorry for cursing for any uh, people with sensitive ears. Um, I'm going to give my manager's season to Gary O'Neill of Bournemouth. I think yeah. he's after keeping them up. Um, after they lost, what was it seven nil or eight nil to Liverpool? Could have been was it eight or nine nil? Could have been nine nil to Liverpool. I, I can't remember, but they got spanked by Liverpool Anfield. Remember that. Scott Parker got sacked and Gary O'Neill went in and I think the whole talk was Salah scored all of his goals that game anyway, it's just not true uh, the whole talk then was Gary O'Neill is uh, Salah actually didn't score one goal <laughs> I shut up Adam I'm, enough, I'm only joking I'm um, only joking all the talk after that was that Bournemouth were going to go down because they didn't replace Scott Parker with a, a manager of any kind of experience Gary O'Neill had little to no experience in management and he's kept a Bournemouth side that had no investment we're losing games quite easily. He's kept them up, and he even the win against Spurs recently was a three-two away. Just a great result. I think. I think. I don't think you can look forward in Gary O'Neill for manager of the season. Yeah. Do you reckon he could build on it next season with Bournemouth? Um. Probably not. <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably, probably not. To be honest. That's but, a risk. Uh, my team this season: Kieran Allison and Gall, Kieran Trippier, John Stones, William Sleva, and Alexander Sinchenko. In midfield, I have Casemiro. Kevin De Bruyne and Rodri and then up front Mohamed Salah um, Erling Haaland and Bakayo Saka with Gary O'Neill as the manager of the season Kieran, your, your team season the manager of the season I've gone for Alisson as well Walker right back Saliba Botman Estopinian for the Brighton representation Casemiro uh, Holden with De Bruyne Bruno Grimarsh uh, as the two centre midfielders and I've gone for Saka in front of them in a calm S position, um, and I've gone for Haaland and Kane 
running in behind, scoring lots of goals with uh, Roberto De Zerbi in charge. And that is our did Premier League like, team of the season. Like those pronunciations. Not particularly. <laughs> right, Kirov, we're moving on now to Get It Out, as always, sponsored by Gary Vav and Alberto Moreno. <laughs> How does that um, happen? We're going to start off from Dave, a show from Dave who says, is Kevin O'Brien the best all-time Premier League midfielder? Um, I think there's a lot of them. I'm not going to answer in a political way. No, he's not. I think he is. I think this Man City team is the best Premier League team of all time. And I think yeah, but does that make him the best midfielder? I'd say I, I better, think than Skulls, better than Skulls, better than Gerrard, better than I'd say, Lampard. Let, let, if we're ranking Gerrard, Skulls, Lampard, De Bruyne, I think it's I think De Bruyne's top that list. Wow. De Bruyne, Gerrard, Lampard, Skulls, that'd be my list of them four. Yeah, you know, you're, 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 De Bruyne won a Champions League. Not yet, but it looks like he's going to win one this year. <laughs> um, Dave also says, does Trent Alexander-Arnold get into every single Premier League team as right-back? I think no. in this system that Liverpool are playing, and Man City play the same system now with the in-possession, defender moves into midfield, out-possession, moves back, stuff like that. I would say yes, but not every team plays that way. Um I think if we're ranking right backs in the Premier League, I think there's only one right back better. I'd say it's Kyle Walker. I'd say that too. I disagree. Reece James is better. I couldn't disagree more. Why? Explain why. Show me the numbers. Show me the number of No, I don't care about the numbers, Adam. He's a better defender. He's a better right back. He's not a better right back. He's he not. is at, at the not. basis of the position, the right back position. Reece James is a better defensive right back. Game's changing girl. and. A but more balanced right back. I would argue he's almost as good going forward as well. He's definitely not as good going forward. He has a, a good right foot. What numbers? Is he, what number? How many assists has he got? Chelsea haven't been good this season, Adam. No, they're Liverpool. And, and Trent he hasn't played any games. I'd say he has a Trent Alexander Arnold. That's just not true. He has eight assists in the past month, Kieran, and two goals. Reece James hasn't got eight assists and two goals in two he seasons. He has something similar. He fucking hasn't, Kieran. It's this just season. not true. Like this season, he does. It's absolutely not true. Hundred percent not true. <laughs> <laughs> I think the way the game's going now and the game's constantly evolving Reece James think, has been I injured think, over the last two months ok and uh, you're racing uh, more excuses Reece, you're racing Trent more Alexander excuses. Alexander Arnold's good two months his good on two months have been better than Reece James' whole career injured. Alexander on Arnold's two good two months as you, you've said good which is a complete understatement his great two months in this new position is better than anything Reece James has done his whole career 100%. Uh, doubtful. No, it's it's completely factual. Mm. He's won more trophies than Reese James. He's younger than Reese James. Better right foot. Defensively, nowhere near as better. But in this way the game's going now with this... But you're, you're saying shape, right back. Yeah, he, he is, is a, he right a better back. right back. I, I would have Trent Alexander ahead of Reese James. In the 100%. traditional nature. 100%. Traditional Easy. nature of a right back. Absolutely. Reese James makes as many mistakes as Trent Alexander does. Only for... No, he doesn't. He does, 100%. He might have had 100%. one bad game in the last two, two years. It's just not true. It's just not true. There was a game there, I don't know what game it was, it was in Stamford Bridge, it was when Lampard came back, and he's, naturally enough, he's lost. And the, <laughs> the two goals he conceded was down Reece James' When Lampard side. came back. 
But he's he, under he, bad manager. He came in through Lampard, didn't he? It's unfair to judge him on did his he, Did he come in through Lampard? It's like judging did Trent Alexander-Arnold on the basis of Southgate. That's what you can't though. You yeah, can't. Reese James came through Chelsea under Frank Lampard. Did he or did he not? <sighs> yeah, he did. So the manager who's given him bad management now is the manager who brought him in. So if you're if you're basing this off bad management, is Lampard a bad manager for bringing Reese James I'm not through to Chelsea? This debate, Adam. But you, because you know you're wrong. No, That's because why. you're basing a, 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 a player playing in midfield against a right back. It doesn't make sense. Where does Reese James traditionally play? Asking who's the better right back. Where does Reese James traditionally play? In right back, right wing back. You put Reece James in a forward back. He can't defend. He can't he go can forward. No, bullshit. he can't, Kieran. It's, it's factual. No, it's it, why do you think Chelsea played three back since who came in? Tuchel came in and and recognised that we have very good defenders, very, very good centre backs, and he plays he plays with wing backs because Reece James is also good going forward, which you said he's not, and he occupies space in behind. That's why he plays three back. Yeah, and he's very good going forward. He's not as good as Trent Alexander is going forward. Yeah, maybe not, but he's good. No, but and he's not good as good. The, po- the point is, he's not as Which good. Which makes him a better right back. He's not a better right back. 100% not a better right back. The reason why Chelsea played three at the back is to save the space. You weren't that saying that three James. months ago. That's I wasn't saying, saying what three months ago. That that he, he wasn't having a good season as Trent. Because he was having Reece a good James. season. No, he wasn't, Kieran. He was having a very you good season. You're saying he's after being injured for two months. Yeah, well, it's only based on the injuries that you're saying that Trent is better. No, it's not. Because it's based on him being a better player. He has more trophies. He's more goals, more assists. He does exactly everything what Reece James does going forward, but better. And but then he's a terrible defender. Defensively, Kieran, you're saying this is if Reece James is Maldini at right back. That's just not true. He's a b- way better defender than Trent. I think. I think that's that right back a far oversight. No, it's not a massive oversight. You're saying he's way better. Yeah, than Trent Alexander Arnold yeah. defensively. Yeah, I think you're wrong. Okay, he's better. He's based better than him. Huh? Based on what? Based on the mistakes that Reese James makes. How many mistakes has he made? Just as many. Tell me. Just as many as Trent. That's not one, true, Adam. Tell me one mistake, Trent. Give me one example of Trent <laughs> making a mistake. Oh, there's a long list of them. Go there's on, a long, long list. Give me one instead of just citing these. Go on, give me one. You can't give me one Reese James. I did give you one Reese James hit. Which? In a game that he's lost with Lampard as manager, it was recent enough. It was before he was injured for these two months, like you've said. The game against West Ham at the start of the season as well. Another game. Where he's fucking fleeced him. I remember, remember the penalty. You're saying this, Kieran, as if Reese James is the best right back in the league. It's just so factually incorrect. Like uh, Alexander Arnold's about fault the game, for the countless game goals the game at the start of the season. The game I'm thinking of, by the way, is Aston Villa 2, Chelsea 0 at Stamford Bridge. Watkins and McGinn did, on did, did Aston Villa not Both beat you 7-0 last season? Oh, so what's last season got to do with right now? Well, Trent was at fault for like four of those goals. That's just not true. Adrian and Gall was at fault for him. <laughs> yeah, well. That's just mm. not true, Kieran. <laughs> Two goals that he conceded that day against Aston Villa both came down Reece James' side because he was asleep. That's essentially it. Poor defensively. He was at fault for them two goals. If, okay. if you're micromanaging things like you're micro, micro, micromanaging Trent, yeah. he's at fault for those two goals. And the other four defenders were in that fault. There wasn't another four defenders at fault. He was playing right of a tree, tree back. What was the was question Trent, Dave Alexander, asked? No, but that's not the question you answered, Kieran. That's not the question you answered. The question you answered, you brought Reese James into this debate. I did. You did. He, if you go back and listen, you brought to this, in by saying that, no, no, no. that nobody was as good a right back as Trent other than, other than Kyle, Kyle Walker, Walker which, which is a factual. True. Which is factual. Reece James is a better right back. Absolutely anyone, not. Any, Absolutely any not. fan of any other club would agree. Absolutely not. And if they do agree, it's purely because they hate Liverpool. Hundred percent. If you if you look at Reece James, 
defensively as much as you do. If you looked at Reece James the way you looked at Trent, Reece James is say, our best player, Adam, let alone our best right back. That's that's very poor if that's the case. <laughs> All right. But to answer Dave's question, I think he gets into every other team, Baron Man City, because Kyle Walker's better. Marginally better. And Kyle Walker defensively is much better than Reece James and Trent together. He defends that side much better than either of them. I don't argue with that. Are you sure? No, I argue with the Trent argument about Reece James, but the Kyle Walker one's fair enough. But I, I, I think you're oversighting here the fact that Chelsea play a tree back to suit Reece James and Chilwell attackingly but that also supplements the fact that they cover space that Reese James in particular occupies and when Reese James played right of a tree at the back for Chelsea they lost 2-0 the two goals came down his side the point yeah but that's not his position either the right centre back you're talking but you just have to say he's a good defender yeah but in his position so you've gone from saying he's a good right back to a good right wing back. Well, try and put right hold on, try and put Trent Alexander Arnold centre back and see. But they wouldn't, they wouldn't because they that, that the same things would happen. Yeah, exactly, because yeah. they're not, they're not, they're not centre backs. So I don't know what your point is. Like you're, I don't think you know what your point is. I do know what my point is. My which point is, is that Reece James is a better right back than Trent Alexander Arnold on balance, which is true. On balance, he is. On balance, yeah. In what sense? Like he's better. Going forward and he's absolutely defend. not better going forward. He didn't let me finish. He's better going forward and defending at the same time than Alexander is. So Alexander's a good defender, is what you're saying. I didn't say that. I think he's better right back. <laughs> he's better right back than Reese James is. All right. 100%. Semantics. It's not semantics. You're, you're talking. <laughs> we're never going to agree, Adam. So let's move on. I know, on. but you were talking about numbers there as well, as if Reese James is pulling up great numbers. Reese James has never done more than eight assists in the season. Shay says, would you take Mason Mount at Liverpool, um, followed by a go emoji? I, I don't particularly fancy Mason Mount that much as a footballer. <laughs> He's a very handsome man. Well, as a footballer, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't fancy him at Liverpool, to be honest. Why? I don't think he's good enough. To be, if he's not good enough for Chelsea, he's not good enough for us. He is good enough for Chelsea. I'd, I'd like Mason Mount to sign a new deal, but he's not going to. Do I think? No. So I was reading something the other day that he's been seduced by Klopp's words I was like that's a very <laughs> innocuous way who to put said that. that it was just all over Twitter it was literally <laughs> the word was seduced I was like okay but yeah to answer your question um, I, I wouldn't have a Mason Mount Liverpool um, shout out to Ben Casey's sister as always Ben says AC Milan 2007 versus Inter Milan 2010 who wins mm. AC Milan 2007 for me so the AC Milan 2017 is Dida um, Otto, Nesta, Maldini, Jan Koloski, uh, Gattuso, Pirlo, Amrozzini, um, Seydorf, and then Kaká and Zaghi against the Inter Milan team of 2010-01 Champions League. Julio Cesar, Mike Con Lucio, Walter Samuel, Christian Chevu, Zanetti, Cambiaso, Schneider, Eto, Milito, and Pandev. Um, that Inter Milan team is my favourite team of all time. I think, like, with Mourinho's manager, Inter win that easily. If you're talking about the two squads, I'd I'd fancy Milan without a manager. I think that's not how football works. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fuck I up. think I think uh, <laughs> I think AC Milan's team in 2005 that lost Liverpool was a better team in 2017. Sorry, I'm just thinking back to that question from Dave. He knew exactly what he was doing. <laughs> Fucking wanker. Um But yeah, I, I, I'm gonna go with Inter's 2010 side. You're going to go AC 20... Uh, AC 2007 for me. Um, Craig says, plain or spicy chicken in a chicken filler roll. I think we had this discussion, didn't we? 
on the Three Left Feet podcast. I go for both. Yeah, you half see, and half. Man, I think if you could, if there was a world where you could get two fillets on a row, you would one of each. Maybe there is. A I'd imagine there possibility. is. I, I can't see them saying uh, no. <laughs> uh, we on? need to salvage chicken yeah. fillets here. Um, you can't be giving them out for free. I I prefer spicy chicken now myself. Rory says now that the court and razor is coming to an end, dubs for Sam. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. No. No. Why not? I think the new round robin system's gonna fuck them. You think? Yeah, I think there's there's too many teams they're playing at the moment. They're bound to slip up, and it's a bit of a Champions League sort of format. So I don't okay. know. I don't. Ra- I don't rate their chances. Right. Did you see the Ulster final? The Ulster final with Derry Armagh. and Armagh yeah. went to penalties. Good, wasn't it? Yeah, the Armagh keepers on the field though, so you couldn't save any penalties. I know. Yeah, Fiona. crazy. Um. Craig says, who's better? Southampton 2016-17, Europa League side, or Brighton this season? Ooh. Um, I'm going to look up the Southampton 11 that played in 2017 now. Hold on, Chief. So the Southampton team that played against Inter Milan on the 3rd of November 2016 was Fraser Forster, Kuka Martina, Yoshida Van Dijk, Sam McQueen, Pierre Hoiberg, Oriol Romeo, James Ward-Prowse, Tadic Redmond, and Jay Rodriguez. It's actually not good. I think they got mooched though the season before they had a good squad Pele Wanyama that was a much better team Um, but I'd still probably prefer Brighton's team now Yeah, I I think think Deserby's a fantastic manager the system they play as well is unbelievable Mm. and Matoma you look at Matoma McAllister Caicedo uh, and Sio Estepinian at left back have been very good Owen says would you take part in an influencer boxing match and who would you box I would fight. I want to box Adam. I want. <laughs> um, I want to fight Butterbean. Did you ever see Butterbean, the big like fat fella? Did you ever see him? He, like he, he won a boxing match for like he's huge. I think his name's Butterbean. Um, I want to fight him, or I don't know who would I fight. Big Show, Big Show. I am the Big Show. Mm. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I if I'd last twelve rounds in general. So I don't think I would fancy myself in an influencer box match ground. Who are you going um, for, genuinely? If you were to have, have to fight someone, who are you going for? Um, be you, Adam. Do you think you'd last ground? <laughs> I think I'd bat you. <laughs> no, you <won't. laughs> um, Anus says, Dublin senior football team versus Tottenham in a soccer, in brackets, laugh out loud, match. Um, Dublin <laughs> gets to play all 15 players. Um, I think for sheer manpower, I think Dublin win. Man, Spurs, Spurs would find a way to bottle it. Yeah. They got like Spurs would win like 3-0 or something. <laughs> and then the Dubs just come back. And win 4-3. win 4-3, yeah. No, I've seen Dublin do that in the past as well in, in game matches. They they go a few points down in the first half. Mm. And then absolutely do a demolition job in the second half. So mm. that's exactly what would happen in the football match. Spurs yeah. would win 3-0. I, I think, I think they would crumble. They'd crumble. But sheer manpower, like, do you know what I mean? Imagine... I don't know, three double forwards up against... Imagine, yeah, imagine <laughs> three double players up against Eric Dyer. Like, they just wouldn't have a chance. Like, Ryan, another question from Jack Ryan. Says, if Leicester go down, how many players will jump ship and who is good enough to stay in the Premier League? Shout out to Drum Comedy as well, Karen. The drums are going all the way in the shield. Uh, I think there are so many players on Leicester's team that are good enough. Mm. I think it's frightening that they're going down. Madison, James Madison, if you can get him in a cup race, you're laughing. I think Madison's a great player. 
Yeah. Indeedy um, again, probably another player who's fallen off cliff. I think at one point he was one of the best midfielders in the Premier League. Um, and now he just isn't. Vardy, yeah, Vardy. I, I, I can't see a club gambling on him. Maybe someone like Arsenal who, you know, when they lost Jesus this season, you noticed the difference. But I think um, Daka, I think Daka will get a move. Harvey Barnes, he's too good for a championship for me. Tete, like they're losing a lot of players, but it looks like. Um, Roy says, thoughts on Shell's prospect this season? Um, yeah, very good. I think at the start of the season, if you had offered me being where Shells are at the minute, playing how Shells are playing, I'd have absolutely taken it. I think with a few players that were injured as well, they've done very well. Um, regarding the rest of the season, I think you can only keep marching on, and whatever happens, happens. But if you stay safe, that's the main aim for me, and then everything else after that, regarding the cup, you know, the Lancer Senior Cup, the league, I think that's all out of bounds, girl. Ian says, best Ireland five aside. Oof. Um, I suppose Shea giving a goal. We go Shea giving. Yeah. Our man flykeeper and goal. <laughs> I'm going to say uh, Steve Finn, um, Wes Hulahan, Damien Duff and Robbie King. I'm going to go with giving and goal, Paul McGrath, oh. Robbie Keane, oh. Damien Duff, Robbie Keane. Yeah, great show. Great show. Mm. Yeah, that's a good thing. Um, Gary sends a picture of Big Sam looking at um, Hayley McQueen it's a meme and Big Sam's Leeds and Hayley McQueen is um, the championship i.e. Leeds are rowing up the championship um, his thoughts do you think Leeds are going down? well the thing about it is you said Leicester can go down Leeds are also going down who is going down? It, it's between Leeds Forest and Leicester correct? Everton as well so who's going down between those four teams then? Leeds I'm oh sorry Leicester and Everton for me Leicester and Everton yeah I think so Ian also says if your team won the league and you had to organise a night out where would you go Oof. I, I don't know you'd be quicker making a list of places you wouldn't go yeah true like McGowan's <laughs> <laughs> which should inevitably end up going <laughs> I know <laughs> um, I, I, you know what? I actually don't know I don't know about Dublin but I'd love to go somewhere like around the country. Like uh, let's say an Irish team. Let's say we had a team. I'd love to go like Carrick on Shannon's and we go for a session. In a share. In a share, you're going out to the to the Blasco Islands there. <laughs> <laughs> the Blasco Islands for a session. On my own. <laughs> yeah, because no one else is going to. Um Ulton says, could Shane Duffy make it in Italy based on a Serbi, the style is route one, win your jewels and be physical. Um I dunno. I, I can see what he's saying. No, I think he would. Yeah, 100%. yeah, of course you do. Um, I think Shane Duffy's time has come and gone. Do you know what? Um, I understand the sentiment. Yeah, do you know what? He probably called for like a mid-table Italian side, but he wouldn't call it for like Milan or Inter or Juventus or anything. I'm like sure that. Shane Duffy appreciates that sentiment. Yeah, but I mean, he couldn't cut up in the SPL for Celtic. You know what I mean? He couldn't cut it up there, so I don't see why he cut in the... <laughs> In one of the better leagues in Europe, you know? Slower league. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's very true. I, I don't know. I, I just don't, don't really rate Shane Duffy, to be honest. Um, the last question, thankfully, from Dan Lavin, who says, who would Kiron rather have a point with, Vladimir Putin or Volodymyr Zelensky? <laughs> it's been dire- addressed directly to you. Next question. No, it's the last question. We'll get it. Ne- next question. You have to answer. Next question. Pick one. 
Pick one. Your life's on it. I don't know. It's not political. I'm not, not, not getting involved. <laughs> no. Kieran, you have to answer it. I don't have to answer any. <laughs> I'm not answering. Would you rather go for a point with Vladimir Putin or Shane Duffy? Neither. They're probably both. <laughs> like, they're, no, they're probably both. You wouldn't go for a point with Shane Duffy either. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I thought you said... Yeah, they're all miserable cunts, Adam. Uh, that's, that's my answer. So are we. Yeah, so are we, yeah. Um, but that's this week's podcast. Thanks so to everyone. So is Dan Lavin. <laughs> that is this week's podcast. Thanks as ever for everyone listening in. Another bumper edition, Kieran, of the podcast. And, uh, yeah, we'll leave it there so. We'll leave it there so, baby.